Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Horwoodell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, we head to the quote-unquote Super Bowl. How you feeling? I mean, I, I think I would have been better if Detroit hadn't blown the 17-point the lead. But overall, it's fine. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the matchup. Let's run it back. Oh, I have no interest in this. None. Just, I could not be less interested in this. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. It does feel a little bit boring. I think I think the boring part, though, comes from the Chiefs' side of it, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to watch San Francisco succeed either, so it's challenging. We, I wanted the other outcome here, the alternate reality Super Bowl where the Ravens play Detroit, but it's not what we got. They, there were some interesting happenings in both of those games that led us to where we are and you know we'll discuss all of that i have bovadasportsbook.com open in front of me we're going to talk about uh, early super bowl lines i was thinking maybe we'll put a put a big prop together with their prop builder section i don't know man i don't know i'm just <laughs> i'm just not i'm just not into this i mean whoa jesus uh <laughs> Just trying to, to lock my phone away. Music starts playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's the issue is is that it, it it's like every other team that has sustained years of success. You get you get bored with seeing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl every year. Like that, it happens with the Warriors. It happened just with LeBron in general. Like, and, and maybe it, it's more like this era of sports because of the way social media works, because of the way sports are covered. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I wasn't as, uh, as aware of, I guess the, the sports media landscape at, you know, eight years old when the, the bulls won their six, uh, six, six, six NBA title. Like what about, what like about when, uh, Bill Russell and the Celtics won all those championships? I don't even know if my parents were alive for that. So, uh, can I say the LeBron thing was less egregious though? Cause he did it with three teams. Yeah. But there was also so much media and hype and BS around that, that I think that, that like that, like the individual LeBron got, got to the point where people were like, yeah, it's, I, I've had enough of this, you know? Yeah. At least, but it was different. At least Patty Mack has been, he's been a starter for six years. He's been to six AFC championship games. And f- what, this is what his fifth Super Bowl now? Fourth, I think. Fourth. But regardless, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, it's still crazy. You know what I mean? What a, what a slacker. I know, right? Four out, of, four out of six wins in the AFC championship. That's, it's a heck of a run. Um, and th- this would be a unique situation too, where all three of these these last wins would be as an underdog. Which to me, it's it's insane. And I took them last week on Better's Delight because, like, I you don't you don't see Mahomes as plus money very often, like almost never. never. I don't know how you could pass up on the opportunity to take him at plus money. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. As much as I didn't want the Chiefs to win in either of the games they were underdogs. It's it's hard to bet against that. <sighs> Bizarre, man. Bizarre. The Sixers but lose by 24 points to the Trailblazers. I don't I don't know what's going on in sports anymore. Savor it, fella. This is our last football until August. Were you Savor not hyped for the UFL? I try. I try to be. It's I just won't. I, I yeah. won't and I'm not. I, I I gave it what was it the AFL there was a no the AAF the AAF was one yeah the the XFL and its seventeen iterations I can't get I just can't get behind it it's not as it's nowhere near as it doesn't pull me in nearly as much as the NFL does well each iteration worse than the last as they got less campy with it too like I yeah. I want to go back to that first iteration of the XFL where oh. you know he's just throwing the ball to mid midfield for the for the, the 
the start of the game and the guy lives like death blow and he hated me and yeah. etc. That's what you wanted. That that's what made the XFL different. Now it's just like, hey man, here's mediocre football presented, you know, more professionally. It's yeah. not it's not good. What should be slightly less mediocre football now that they're I mean what they they're taking 18 teams and consolidating them into 8. Yeah, you'd hope you'd hope that the competition's at least better, but I don't know. I I I can't I need I need something to like really latch on to in that league and I don't know if they have it just yet. Jordan Taomu is not doing it for you? No. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, his uh my brother's loose affiliation with his alma mater doesn't uh doesn't doesn't bring me doesn't hook me in. I don't know what you're talking what he went there, right? Correct. Yeah, that's one of his many the many schools, colleges that he graduated from. Yes, I mean he's got two, uh, and probably more that I, I'm oh, not, just not counting. More. Definitely more. I forget who he said. He announced he was a Knicks fan, and I forget who else he told me he was. Well, he he's uh, he's repping Nova too. Yes, that's correct. When it's convenient, and uh, it's not been recently. By the Never way, is. Down, down a couple years down to uh, against Marquette right now, I believe. It was, so, it was it, they were down like four or five when I saw it about twenty minutes ago. So yeah, they're down down seven to Marquette right now. So that's cool. Team never felt right, but I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe you know. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm probably not gonna watch a single UFL game. I'm not probably not even gonna try. Uh, yeah, no, you're probably not wrong. I'm just too busy to to to, to try to adopt a new sport. Plus, you'll have darts every weekend. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about you having to watch darts <laughs> instead. Well, that, I mean, it's it's far more entertaining, Chris. We're, okay, we're can less we, than. Can we talk than, about that weird that weird sixteen year old prodigy who's definitely thirty five years old? He's unbelievable, dude. Yeah, but he's there's un- no way. I don't believe he's sixteen. I want to see a birth certificate. I, I mean, that's like he fine. does not look sixteen. He like, if you put that guy, if you put that guy, just showed him to random people on the street. The over-under at Bavada for in terms of his age, I genuinely believe would be 33 and a half. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. He does not look 16, but they say he's 16. I don't know. Yeah, because it, it adds intrigue to a sport with no intrigue. Oh, I mean, there's tons of intrigue, buddy. There's storylines. There's ta- story you're talking lines. to the wrong storylines in wrestling. Yeah, well, yeah, and I watched the Royal Rumble over the weekend, buddy. Who, uh, who who won the Royal Rumble this year? Cody Cody Rhodes back to back first back to back winner in twenty plus years of the Royal Rumble. Finish Wait, the it's, story. Is Cody Rhodes the the direct son of Dusty Rhodes? Or yes. Is there, how yeah. old is Cody Rhodes? Uh he's in his mid thirties. He's been around for a long time. I would have guessed older than that. Like Dusty nah, Rhodes. So there's so so there there's Dusty Rhodes, obviously. Um. Then there's then there's Gold Dust, who's Dustin. Okay, Ronald. that's where yeah. I was getting confused. He, uh, by the way, Cody Rhodes, who yeah, it's an interesting looking fellow, is 38 years old, and he will be uh, turning 39 in June. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I mean, it, was it a good Royal Rumble? Eh, it was fine. I mean, I feel like I feel like there was a little bit of like this was sort of the expected outcome. They also they just don't do the nostalgia thing much anymore. Like it just doesn't. That that's what I come to the Royal Rumble for. I come for the uh, oh here's the the random superstar from the '90s. He's still hanging out backstage every week waiting for his opportunity, and here he is as number thirteen in the Royal Rumble. And they just this is the second, maybe even third year in a row. There just hasn't really been those kind of entries, like which I get. It's you know you're you're eventually they move on and you just keep going. But like there is no the lack of that is uh, is a bummer. Okay, you know me pretty well. I'm gonna let's play a game for the next five minutes. You are the new head odds maker at Bavada, Greg. Okay. I want you to set the over under on the number of people that I've heard of in this Royal Rumble. <laughs> Uh, without having the list in front of me, Feel, I can hear. I will send you. If you go to a, it, go to the chat and click this link, and I will send. You, there you go. All right. S- scroll down, and you will get the you will get the men's uh, order of entrance. I mean, uh... 
<laughs> Let's say I'll say. Oh, okay, I, that's weird. All right, yeah. Two and a half. You okay? Two, two and a half. Are, well, McAfee is che- is cheating. That's true. I forgot about McAfee. Forgot he was in it. McAfee's cheating. I got so. I still think it's two and I well because you've heard no, of Cody Rhodes. It, it, it's got well. I wouldn't even count it Cody Rhodes for the All record. Right, so let, let let let's move up to four and a half. Okay, the the three and a half is a great number, including McAfee, because the Miz and CM Punk are kind of like out there in the world. Forgot the Miz was in this. That's yeah, that's how little at, of a factor the Miz was in that. They're out there in the world. Like I know those people. Obviously, I know McAfee. The other one I think I've heard of is Bobby Lashley for some reason. Yeah, yeah, he's been around for a while. Yeah, I think I've heard of him. But even then, he wasn't big until I was already deep into like high school, maybe even college, is when he really started like being a guy in the WWE. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It, there's just I looked at the names and I was like, okay, that that sounds familiar, but it could have been somebody else, and I'm just. Um, I'm definitely, I, I definitely know three people. Yeah, and I mean, I would assume you know who CM Punk is. No, I know who CM Punk is because CM Punk was on sneaker shopping with uh, Joe Lapumo and Complex. Yeah, so that that's kind of where I gave game with the two and a half. I figured he was one. A three, a three and a half probably would have been the perfect number because it's it was a tough one. It was a there's so many guys that I don't I don't know, and and, and even as somebody who. Like I keep an eye on wrestling. I'm not as a uh, as you know as a religious watcher as I may have been ten years ago. But it's it, yeah, it was it's tough. Yeah, I'm reading the uh, I'm reading the <laughs> outcomes right now. So I don't have I don't have any any idea. The or the USO is that like a tag team? The USOs? Yeah. So they're Rikishi's kids, and they're twin brothers. That means nothing to me. You don't know Rikishi from Too Cool? No. Oh God. Scotty Too Hotty, Grandmaster Sexay, Rikishi. Rikishi hit hit. He ran the Rock over with the. He did it. Or no, he ran over Stone Cold with a truck. He did it for the Rock. Oh man, this is that. This is classic. This is classic storylining. Back in like nineteen or two thousand and one. Sorry, dude. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> playing playing outside. I mean, I yeah, I probably <laughs> was too. There's nothing on at night. Uh, but no, yeah. So they're yeah, they're twin brothers. Did they actually fight, or did they just kind of wait until this Waller guy came in the ring? So they're in a whole thing where they're not on the same page anymore. They're they're sure. all they were all at one point. A faction or in the faction, the bloodline, which is headed, which is headed up by Roman Reigns, and it's all Samoan guys. They're all like actually cousins for the most part. Um, they all come from that same like the Rock slash Yokozuna, Rikishi, the Wild Samoans. It's all that same wrestling family, and so then it, one of them, I can't remember if it's Jimmy, I think it's Jay Uso, like had second thoughts about some stuff that happened with Sami Zayn and the bloodline. And then now they've kind of split and Jay's on his own. So now they, and Jimmy's still around the bloodline. So like there's a feud. So yeah, they went at it a little bit. I was going to say, why, why is Roman Reigns the leader? But then I see his name is actually Liate Joseph Anoia. Yeah. Yeah. Roman Reigns has held the universal title for like 1300 days. It's like the second or third longest reign in WWE slash F slash old school history. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. He's but he's like he's the guy in the WWE. Well, I will take your word for it. I do think it's funny that we have the Super Bowl coming up and we're really diving into the Royal Rumble. We've got two weeks, Chris. Oh, it's coming up though, Gregory. It's coming up. Yeah, it is. Oh, it certainly is. Fast and furious. Too fast. If you, It feels like we were just breaking down the over-unders for like wins for the season, and now we're here. Well, I mean, this kind of like the Roman Reigns thing kind of tracks because he's got nine CFL tackles. Oh, he played college football at Georgia Tech. Yeah, it was all ACC. First team. Yeah. 40 they, tackles, two fumbles recovered, four and a half sacks in 2006. I definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely knew those stats off the top of my head, Greg. Not on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> How did, how did he do at the combine? Did he, was he at the combine? Uh, so I don't. He was not at the combine. I do have values from his pro day. Uh, if you're interested, he came in six two and five eighths, weighed three hundred and three pounds, ran a four point nine one forty, which is solid. But we have to remember, 
it's a pro day. So that's probably a 5.0 something, 5.1 something in real life. Respectable 1.1 uh, second 10 yard split, three cone and 7.29 is adequate. Broad jump 34. Uh, for, pardon me, that'd be incredible. Vertical at 34 inches and broad jump nine feet five inches. So was not drafted. Uh, he was a member. He was a, on that team with Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, he definitely had a uh, d- definitely had a, some good teammates. The Pensacola look again. I know all this stuff off the top of my head. Pensacola Catholic High School and uh, three years, and he was Player of the Year. So yeah, very exciting. Defensive Player of the Year by the Pensacola News Journal, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Sure, for Roman Reigns, it was probably a great college career and high school career. Uh, he shed some weight when he went to play, and he shed some weight. Apparently, played in uh, two eighty at the CFL. Eh, probably better for his quickness, lateral quickness, just overall. Not sure. Listed at two sixty five right now. It's his build weight. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. If you, when does Rome, when does Roman Reigns get to be an actor? When does this happen? Well, I don't know. So I mean, like he he came up all the way through like their developmental system. Then he was part of the Shield, which I mean, the he Shield was on the show The Shield with uh, <laughs> Vic Mackey. Chickless? No, no, unfortunately, no. Uh, but the Shield was Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. They they kind of popped up around 10, 10 years ago, eleven years ago. They eventually broke. I mean, it had to be longer than that, actually because they broke up. And I was still living in Oregon. That's how long that that happened, which just officially blew my mind. Um, but yeah, so they they broke up, and then they kind of all went their separate ways. They've all held world titles. And Ambrose eventually went to lead AEW, and you know it, Rollins and Reigns are both the the well. Rollins is the heavyweight champion, and Reigns is the universal champion. So it's it's been a good run, you'd say. My guess, he's already been a guy who's taken a significant amount of time off like uh, during that this reign as champion like you don't see him as much on tv those kind of things my guess he'll start doing acting roles uh, in the greg, next five years greg he's been acting just to let you know but i mean yeah. like legitimate acting roles he has an he has a role in the fast and the furious presents hobbs and shaw he was also in the because <laughs> these are the exact same movie he was also in the david spade movie the wrong missy I don't even know what that is. That's a Netflix joint, Gregory, where David Spade, Lauren Lapkus, and Nick Swardson, or <laughs> also pronounced Swardson, uh, star in a in a in a hi- hijinks ensue. Tim thinks he's inviting the women of his dreams on a work retreat to Hawaii, realizing too late he mistakenly texted someone from a mis- nightmare blind date. He invited the wrong Missy, Greg. That could that 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 could see how that could be a conundrum, Chris. Lauren Lapkus showed up. I'm sure she won our hearts there. Who else? Probably is there? Jackie Sandler, Molly Sims, Sarah Chalk, Rob Schneider, Jorge Garcia, the aforementioned, <laughs> the aforementioned Roman Reigns, Jared Sandler, who I can only imagine is Adam Sandler's son. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, so I, can, I mean, confirm this. I don't think I delved deep enough into Netflix to get there. I, ba- I, I barely use it as is. Like it, it's, I guess I'll use it more once the WWE goes there officially in 2025, but we'll see. It's, we will I, see. I, I have, well, I, I keep I, us updated, Greg. I will. I've been, I've been watching, they have a show on there called Louder Milk. It was Dude, on the, it was on the audience network. This is, that's hilarious. You say that. Okay. Like two weeks ago, I was thinking, I have not watched a new show forever. And my patience and tolerance for actually watching shows is gone down significantly from where it was when I was younger. And I was like, it'd be great if I found a show. And I was just like screwing around on Netflix one day. And I was like, oh, what's this? I, it was like the number one, whatever it was. Yeah. They were recommending it. And I was like, I like Ron Livingston. Like, I'll give this a shot. Watched all 30 episodes in like a week. Dude, I'm like a, I'm like a season and a half in. It's, it's actually pretty it. good. It, yeah. it reminds me a lot. Um tonally of the will arnett show flaked if you like one you're gonna like the other well now i have another show to watch yeah like i tried flaked when it came out and i was eh, whatever but yeah no i dug i i dug louder milk flaked is uh it's arnett and oh, who's who's the other guy 
who is the roommate gregory it's someone in in which show in flaked uh, it's will sasso in yeah, yeah yeah um and the the girl who i'd never seen before is actually very good too yeah she is i, I um, i've enjoyed the show for the i think i've seen like 16 episodes at this point of the 30 i think that's somewhere right around where i am it's good i enjoy it okay so yeah i don't the roommate's nobody of 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 substance but robert wisdom from a prison break is in it uh heather graham's in it and flaked christopher mince plus shows up it's i liked it i liked flaked was good 14 episodes too so easy to get what's that on it's netflix all right. Well, put it in the put it in the hopper. We'll, we'll get that next then. I'm looking. I do not believe that this uh, they're using an at, a current uh, poster because it says uh, new episodes on June 2nd, but it stopped airing seven years ago. I feel yeah. I feel like that can't be uh, that can't be new. Yeah, stopped quite a while ago. What are you gonna do? I liked it. Flaked. Watch watch Flaked on Netflix. That's what I'm here to. You say also American Nightmare. I don't remember if you and I talked about that last uh, week, but yeah, but I have still haven't gotten a chance to watch it. I've been, no? I've, I've been yeah, very... yeah, all that Royal Rumble to watch. Yeah, well, that it's just there's a lot going on, but maybe t- so tomorrow. I think my wife's going into the office, so I'll have I'll have some time to have like background stuff on. So we'll see. All right, maybe I'll well, have to let's, dive let's in. talk about let's talk about how we got to the Super Bowl that I'm not so excited about. <laughs> Kansas City beats Baltimore 17 to 10. And uh, I mean, Baltimore had every chance here. The, the Zay Flowers fumble at the goal line, the, um, the, what's his name, Lamar Jackson interception in the end zone. Baltimore had every shot, Greg. I don't, I don't think you could have had a worse run of like five plays than Zay mm-hmm. Flowers did in that, in that entire thing. So, like, you go from, you catch that deep pass, you have the momentum, you're at the nine yard line. Then you triple taunt. You don't just, it's not just one thing that got the taunting penalty. That's why when they threw the flag, I was like, well, yeah, man, like you did three different things that trigger the taunting penalty. Like that's, they're going to throw the flag. It's just stupid. You, you got it. And I understand like, do I think the taunting penalty is dumb? Of course I do. Who wouldn't? It's football. You should be allowed to taunt and talk trash. And that's, that should be part of the game. Um, Do I think that, like they had to throw the flag in that situation. Yeah, man, it's the rule. Like, I don't right. know what you want to do in that. Um, and then four plays later, you're diving into the end zone and you get the ball knocked out on the one yard line in incredible fashion by the chiefs D back. And it's like, yeah, that's a bad run. Then he cut his hand like right after that on the bench in frustration, mm-hmm. like just a bad, like, like seven minutes real time for him. <sighs> Didn't go well. Didn't well, go well for those Ravens. They, they, it's just it's what they seem to do every year in the playoffs. They just they just forget their identity and they forget how they got here and like that's that's what eventually is is their demise ultimately. Now I know most of the blame will be put on Lamar Jackson. Listen, you can't throw into triple coverage when you're in field goal range down by ten. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just can't do it. I don't care if likely put his hand up. You have to be able to see that. Like that's that that's bad, but uh, overall, like the the offense just didn't it it goes it was play calling it was decision making it was everything like it wasn't just one thing that killed the Ravens it was it was a lot. The defense played great after the first two drives like they they were able to to kind of shut down that that Chiefs offense from there and and keep the, the game you know in arm's reach and the offense just never got it together never once. I do not disagree with anything you said there. And uh, that game was the least frustrating game of of the pair. The Lions go up 24 to 7 at halftime, although they do so. uh, Look, I understand the philosophy that you shouldn't change the way you play when you get to the playoffs. But logically, I think you should probably change the way you play when you get to the playoffs. There has to be, you have to be slightly more conservative. And it just, it frustrated me to no end that they had the opportunity to make that a three score game with that, that first field goal. They didn't go for, they passed on it. It didn't work. And then obviously Danny goes back to the well and that does not work for him again later on. 
those those two field goals look. And I know I know it's incredibly reductive to say that if they would have kicked those two field goals, it would have been thirty seven to thirty four. It wouldn't have been the game flow would have been different. But you'd have a better chance to win. I'll tell you that for goddamn sure. Well, here's the thing. Like, yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with you know trying to be the team that you've been all year. But like the time to do that was the end of the first half. You go for it on fourth and whatever at the goal line, mm-hmm. like fourth and goal from the six yard line. That's the time you go for it. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. Whatever momentum shifts a little bit, but there's also halftime in there, so it's not as crazy of a momentum shift. The first field goal that they balk on, sure, whatever. Plus Josh Reynolds got to catch that. Have yeah, to for sure. Have to catch it. Multiple times you could say that about him. You had to catch the ball, and you just did also like it's Josh Reynolds. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, that is definitely true. But the last one is is the inexcusable one. It's it's like there's seven minutes left in this game. You don't know how many times you're going to touch the ball again. You know your defense is shoddy at best, and it's starting to be exposed in the second half. You have to kick that field goal to tie the game. I don't care if your kicker is one for his last 30 from 40 to 50 yards out, right. you have to kick that field goal. Like you just do. It's that is, that is a, a, a dereliction of duty as a head coach to not kick that field goal there. Well, and as derelictions of duty go for Kendall Vild, uh, Vildor, catch the goddamn ball. I, dude, it's just the most insane situation ever. Like for, for that ball to ricochet off of his face, essentially, and Ayuk to make that play is so like you you never see stuff like that happen ever. And I watch a lot of football. I watch a lot of highlights. That kind of stuff never happens. And for it to happen yeah. there is crazy. It's frustrating, Gregory. Yeah. Very frustrating. And uh, Villanova remains down six to Marquette with a 136 to play. That seems bad. I can't imagine what the live odds on Bovada are for, for them. It, it's got to well, be take, bad. Let's take a look. I thought about jumping in on uh, on some on some live odds the other day. It, I forget what it was, which is a great story for me to tell, by the way. <laughs> just a sensational story. Live odds for this college. Let's go just search by competitor here. Villanova, Marquette, live odds. It's off the board at this point. Mm, yeah, that sounds about right. 117 left. It is now 77-72. It was three and a half, but they took it off the board. Cut it to five, though. Cut it to five. Two points scored. Actually, they're okay. <laughs> their game cast. I was gonna say their game cast is pretty good, but it is. Uh, it's 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 behind. Is one way to uh, put it. It suggests that the score is ten to ten to ten at this point. Well, that seems that seems incorrect. Yeah, and I it is incorrect. I can I can attest to that, but. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this open. Okay, 79, 73. 59 seconds, 58 seconds, 57 seconds. Just, <laughs> just live commenting this game at this point. But we're not actually watching. We're simply watching the game cast. I do have the, the the very well behind game cast at Bavada. <laughs> That's, but the, but the, the ticker is running at 79, 75, Greg. Uh-oh. Uh, look at this. Maybe you can get the three and a half. The, that three. Oh, man. They knew. They knew, and that's why they took it off the board. Had to be. Had to yeah. be. These 40 chess with these guys. Mark <sighs> Armstrong missed the layup. I had 50. I assume there was an offensive uh, offensive board. Really like Mark Armstrong. Uh, I thought he would be a little bit better than uh, he turned out to be. Eric Dixon got the offensive rebound and, and converted. 79-75. Win percentage, 86.9% Marquette right now. 46 seconds left in the second half. Illinois timeout. <laughs> TJ Bamba leading the Wildcats and scoring 22 points. Mark That's Armstrong, not bad. Eight rebounds. And Justin Moore in his 43rd year at Villanova. Six assists. To He's lead been there for the a Cats. very long time. Ah, oh, man. I'm just... So, this thing opens. It's going to open at, uh, well... There's already been a decent amount of movement in this line, but we, as we currently sit, Chiefs plus two at Bavada for the Super Bowl. Where are you at? I mean, that fe- it feels it feels like they do, they're begging you to take the Chiefs at this point. Yeah, like I like, that, I like the 49ers right at this minus two. 
Yeah, it, the issue is, and it's hard, it's dumb, it's definitely dumb to say and do what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. Like, the 49ers have not looked good, it really, in either playoff game, right? They barely scraped by the Packers, a game they should have lost. They barely scraped by the, the Lions, a game they should have lost. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have pretty much they've taken care of business on the road. Go to Buffalo, beat them. Go to the number one seed Ravens, beat them. Hi, we're Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes. Hey, Travis Kelsey plays football still. Like, Valdez Scantling's not dropping passes. Uh, It's weird. How is is Kadarius Tony? Uh, He, well, he he still stinks. (laughs) That's that's neither here nor there. I think we have seen the last of Kadarius Tony in a Chiefs uniform after that little outburst yesterday. Uh, Yeah, probably not the best idea, if we're being honest. Um, I just, it, it, some guys, man, they, they just can't help themselves. Uh, and, and that is from a guy who had the statistically worst graded game PFF has ever had for a wide receiver earlier in the season. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not what I would call good. No. Um, yeah, I think, I think the chiefs of, uh, I think, I think his run in, in Kansas city has, uh, has come to an end. Potentially the NFL. Yeah, I mean, if the, the thing is, is when you start doing things like that and you're not good, teams are not going to take a chance on you to potentially allow you to rebuild, right? right. Like, that's, that's, just, that's just not the way that life works in terms of the NFL. It's, it's not. We've seen guys with a lot more talent end up out for a lot less. Uh, so I, I just can't imagine... I can't imagine a situation where he's on this roster when the Super Bowl comes comes to town. Speaking, um, yeah, no, they they. I would cut him if I was the Chiefs just to make sure he didn't get a Super Bowl ring in case they won. Yeah. Like that's how that's how vindictive and petty I would be there. Speaking of guys who are, let's say, characters at the wide receiver position, how do you feel about Ocho basically begging to be the Eagles' wide receivers coach? I've seen this on Twitter a bunch. A lot of people I know have been sharing this, and it's like, yeah, man, I, I guess if he wants to be, uh, why not? Like, it, it's it. I would be perfectly fine with that. You know, he is for, like he look. He is he's a character, but dude is a football genius. There's no question about that. I can't see any downside to letting Ocho be let Ocho be the wide receivers coach, like. Anything he can, anything he can bring to that team and and help those receivers progress. Like God bless, welcome welcome aboard, sir. Yeah, like I, I'm more than willing to give him an opportunity. Like, I see if, what you did there, Greg. More will, more than willing. Yeah, yeah. Why like not, buddy? Ellen, more than willing. Yeah. Well, do you we'll not see. like that hire? I mean, I'm fine with it. I, I don't I really know hire. who else. I don't really know who else you you would go with in these situations. I like the fact that he's he's been a guy who's called plays before. Like he he knows. I mean, you've seen the offenses that he's run, um, you know, in Dallas, and then eventually. I mean, obviously, San uh, the Chargers. It's time I said San Diego. One day I'll stop. I, um, I did it last week. Don't worry. About <laughs> uh, the the Chargers. They're like it's hard to judge because that coaching staff was in such a, a weird situation to begin with. Plus everyone on the, everyone on the chargers was hurt. Like, right. so what do you want to do? Um, and the guys who weren't hurt just kind of sucked like uh, yeah. Quentin Johnson. Yeah. I mean, you got Easton stick a couple good, a couple good plays. Imagine what he could do with somebody who's actually good. No, I, so. I like it because he plays under, he plays his quarterback under center and they use a ton of motion. And those were two of the biggest problems with this team this year. Yeah, I think yeah. I saw that that like ninety nine point something percent of plays came out of out of the shotgun, and and when they were occasionally under center, I think it was ninety six point three percent of plays were in shotgun for Jalen Hurts this year, and when they were under center, that it was like ninety five percent of the time it was a run. I mean, it's that just... feels like telling, <laughs> you know, telling <laughs> defenses what you're going to do. Yeah, not a great, not a great game plan uh, overall. Uh, mixing it up just a tiny bit would so, will certainly be helpful. Certainly, so Kellen, be helpful. Kellen Moore was for all the people who want um, Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick, who both, by the way, will both be available to be your head coach next year if things don't work out this it year. It kind of worked out perfectly. 
Yeah, I, I'll, I guess Slowick could still get the commander's job, but but uh, yeah, no, they'll both be available. Like Kellen Moore was Bobby Slowick and Ben Johnson two years ago. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. He was the next guy in line, right? If Dallas was going to fire McCarthy, he was going to get that gig. And he's just he's been the sought after guy. And then eventually you have two years, which is always the, the issue with staying as a coordinator a bit too yes. long. Uh, you can you can have a down year and then eventually the, the cycle just continues past you. Um, it will be. Are, are, any, are these teams going to ever hire head coaches like who who's left out there? Well, it's the Washington com- and Seattle. Those are the two, right? Yeah. Wa- Washington wanted Ben Johnson. Let's not kid ourselves. But Ben Johnson allegedly wanted a lot of money to go to Washington. So as, as you he, should, <laughs> he will be returning to the lions. And like you said, he runs the risk of the, the lions not doing as well next year. And he's maybe not as hot a name, but I would assume, Oh man. So I wonder if Vrabel comes back in play here. I thought it was weird that Vrabel was going to be without a landing spot. I wonder if he comes back into play for Washington and Seattle has always been tied to Dan Quinn, but Washington also likes Mike McDonald, um, and he, you know, for for what happened, they still held the Chiefs to 17 points. So it's not like that was you can blame that. Yeah, loss game's on not McDonald. on the defense. Yeah, how does Belichick not have a job? Or is Atlanta like? And I get it. Whatever people hate Belichick, it, there, there's obviously always a bias there. Atlanta's got to be like the dumbest franchise in the history of the world. Well, they so, hired my offensive coordinators. Zach Robinson would have been my top choice, but. Yeah, the Raheem Morris thing was was interesting. Although, you know, maybe they want there there's something to be said about culture and uh, you know that that Patriots culture is not what it was when Tom Brady was the quarterback. In fact, the, the record without Tom Brady as a starting quarterback isn't super great for Billy B. Um True, very true. So, I can but- I can understand not wanting to be beholden to a guy who wants total power when you're not sure he deserves it. And in a best case scenario, he's going to be there for like three or four years. Yeah, but let's also mix in the fact that when Lamar Jackson was a free agent, they were one of the first people who oh, were like, yeah. we're good, man. We're, Desmond we're not Ritter. Uh, Desmond yeah. Ritter. Hey, and they, they knew they had Ritter and Heineke. Like, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> you don't worry about the quarterback position when you got those guys. But yes, they they are often brought up as the, sort of the prime example of that Lamar Jackson stuff. But a lot of other teams also behind the scenes said, "No, nah, you know we're cool." We're also, cool. very we- stupid, and they should all be publicly shamed for being dumb. I don't disagree with that. It's just that Atlanta's the one that takes the most shit for it. I think I really do think they were the first team. I think that's the reason why they're the one that everybody remembers. Well, they like, publicly I- said we're good. Uh, I feel like they did, but I have no idea. They did. They 100% did. That's why they get the shit for it. And and they they deserve it, but they're they're certainly not the only team to make that mistake. No, yeah, I I agree with that. They just, they led the charge for some reason. Like, literally, they were like, yeah, Lamar, man, he can can seek a trade or whatever. And they they were like, we're good. Nope, no, 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 please. Don't involve us. That'd be ridiculous. And, and I, yeah, I get it. I get not wanting to hand over the entire reins of an organization to 72 year old Bill Belichick. Yeah. Um, but I also think like, like Raheem Morris wasn't that successful as the Buccaneers coach. Correct. Like we've seen him as a head coach before. If you're going to go this route, let, let's, let's give someone else an opportunity here. Like this is it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, I, I don't like NFL retread head coaching hires to begin with. For the most part, I, I, I like giving new guys shots. I liked D'Amico Ryan's getting the shot. I liked um, oh, who was one of the other newer. Nick Sirianni. No, no. Everybody <laughs> hates that guy now. Um, Joe it, Brady. No, like the, the dude that like Steichen. I, I enjoyed that. Like for, you know, like those are good decisions to make. Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, sure. But hiring hiring Raheem Morris after we've seen, like, he spent a lot of time in Atlanta, like, or in, uh, in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was not a ton of success. If you're going to go retread, why not retread with the guy who's arguably the most successful NFL head coach of all time? And, again, I understand that there is a ba- there's baggage that comes with Belichick. It just it seems, it seems a little weird to me. Well, do you think teams would be jumping to hire Popovich? 
I think there, I think there would definitely be people that would be more willing to hire Popovich. Yeah, because I mean, it, they you get rid of all those superstars and arguably the worst team in the NBA for two years. They were always they were tanking for Wembenyama. Yeah, who are they tanking for now? Yeah, well, that's yeah. This is this is where the front office comes into play because this is bad. This is bad. Seventy points. Villanova loses eighty-five to eighty. Unbelievable. And you would have lost the three and a half. Thank God it was off the board. Thank God. Um, But no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. But you could almost say that about any coach. Like there. No, you know who you can't say it about. You know who? Can I tell you the coach that I've I've been most wrong about in my life? Eric Spolstra. Yeah. I yeah. was sure Eric Spolstra was nothing more than a guy who was benefiting from LeBron James. And that has evolved to, like, I think he's one of the five best coaches of all time. He certainly, I mean, it helps that he has a very, very talented front office who are able to find, like, different pieces for him that he's able to then maximize. So, like, it's a combination. Uh, but he's an unbelievably good coach. Like, an unbelievably good coach super wrong about yeah i could not have been more wrong about eric spolstra i apologize to eric spolstra officially i'm gonna clip this and i'll i'll, I'll dm him on twitter that's smart 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 um i'm not gonna say it again but <laughs> do apologize uh, but it hey, is, I was, it, uh, sorry god i was just gonna say like it, it it's hard to find really successful head coaches that don't have extended runs of superstar players and then have of course. fade off years. That's the, that's the issue. Spolscher just doesn't, doesn't have that. He doesn't fit that exact mold that that's for certain. Yeah. He's, you know, he, he's never been, well, yeah, I guess he has. Yeah, no, fair enough. But I think he's a heck of a head coach. I was, uh, I don't want to dig too much into this right now. I just thought it was interesting that I was looking at the, uh, the ESPN rankings of the top 50 NFL free agents this off season. And like juxtaposed against last year where I think the Eagles had four or five of the top eight free agents on the list. Not a, not a single Eagle in the top 50. <laughs> and I do think DeAndre Swift should have made it at the bottom of this list, but How does he not. Yeah. Like... It's weird. Like, like Tony Pollard's there and I guess they're equivalent and Pollard's been a little bit more productive. Pollard's at 46. But then, yeah, but if we're like, talking on... recent success versus one versus another, Pollard had an atrocious year. He rushed for a thousand and five yards. He actually only rushed for like forty-eight yards less, or forty-four yards less than DeAndre did. I th- or I don't. No, it doesn't sound right to me. Feels way less impactful. I don't know. It, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird though. I don't know why Swift wouldn't be on that list. I feel like that's like Levante that's, David's on the list, and Levante David's you know thirty four years old at this point. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. DeAndre <sighs> should be on the list, but yeah, it's it's nice to not have all of these guys be free agents and know that there will be some consistency, even though there's also going to have to be a bunch of changes. So um, I don't know. They forget about you quick, Chris. They forget about you quick. <sighs> I'm, I'm back in. All right. I'm hyped for the draft. Let's, uh, I want to do a, let's just mess around with this prop builder and just see what kind of numbers we can put up, Greg. I'm going to give you, give you the, uh, the over-unders for these. And we're just going to, we're just going to throw them all in. Give me your first instinct. We don't have to like dive too much into it. Sure. Super Bowl, first up carries Patrick Mahomes over under four and a half. Over. Uh, Christian McCaffrey over under 18 and a half at Bavada. Under. Interesting. All right. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco over under 16 and a half. I think that's over. Okay. Pass attempts. Patty Mack, 36 and a half at Bavada. Man. Uh, uh, I'll say under. I think that's, that's a good bet. Under is plus money, but I think it's a good bet. Brock Purdy, 31 and a half. I think that's going to be over. Pass completions. Patty Mack, 25 and a half. I think that'll be over. So you think he has a, a good game. Under 36 attempts, over 25 completions. Yeah, I, th- I think there's, a, there's opportunities in that, in that San Francisco secondary that he can, he can exploit. Uh, BP, 21 and a half. Uh, 
I'd say over. I just think they're. I think. I think they might be in situations where they have to throw the ball a lot more. I agree. Uh, interceptions. Both players are point uh, five. Under for Mahomes. Over for Purdy. Okay. Over for Purdy. All right. Those nine props, and we're going to continue on just a little bit. Those nine props at Bavada, super easy. Hundred dollar bet wins twenty thousand uh, dollars. Sign me up. Sign me up, Chris. You actually, you actually can do it yourself. You just head over to, you head over to Bavada.lv, <laughs> enter your information, and uh, you put some put puts put some Skrillex down. I'm down with that. I'm so um, down. All right, player performance doubles. Let's see what is interesting. Give me a give me a player. Can you name me a name me a player we want some props on, Greg. Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice. We're gonna go. Rasheed Rice. Your options are, uh, and this is all Kansas City to win to uh, to hit. Uh, Rice. I wonder if they have to lose. No, they don't have to lose. Rasheed Rice. Your options are. One touchdown and KC wins. 80 plus receiving yards, KC wins. 100 plus receiving yards, KC wins. Two touchdowns, KC wins. 120 receiving yards, KC wins. 150, KC wins. I like that 100. Uh, 100. All right, we can get that at plus 525. That cannot be added with the dollar thing because you can't do that. So. That doesn't matter anymore. Probably because of the double thing. Because of the double thing is correct. It's already. Um, you can't parlay into a parlay. Yeah, that's dumb. I want to parlay and I want to parlay parlays nonstop, Greg. I, I, we should be able to parlay a parlay a parlay. What do bands mean? Pass bands? completion bands. I don't know. Pa- oh, I think it's a range. Ah. Uh. Because you have pass completions exact and pass completion bands, and exact is twenty four from Mahomes, bands is twenty five to twenty seven. Gotcha. Um, I like actually. I, I hate. I don't hate alt line in this one. I said I I jump all over that that San Francisco minus two and a half. I'll tell you what. I'll take that up to San Francisco minus four and a half or something like that. That gets you plus money. I really. I really think San Francisco is going to win by 10 points or so. Wow. I, I, I just don't – I don't see it. I, I, I understand why because the, defensively, they like their front is very good. But the Lions were able to, to – and obviously the Lions have a, some better skill position stuff. but like Significantly better skill position stuff, and that, that is weird may, to say. Maybe at receiver. It, I think Laporta and the way Kelsey's been playing currently, pretty even. Agreed. Uh, obviously you have the ability to mix uh, Gibbs and Montgomery, but like Pacheco has been very good in the postseason and for most of the year. So I'll take, like I'll take Gibbs and Montgomery over Pacheco. Yeah, yeah, you're probably not wrong. In the, it's in like not, the it's overall, not a gulf yeah. between the two. Yeah, but I w- I would lean towards Gibbs and Montgomery, and at at receiver I don't think it's even particularly close. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Lions have the the advantage there. That's for and, sure. And weirdly. Uh, I think Goff threw for like 400 yards more than Mahomes this year. I'm not suggesting that Goff's better for any <laughs> anyone who's listening, but I'm just saying he threw for like 400 yards more than Mahomes did. Different offenses. Yeah, one's got Ben Johnson and one's got Andy Reid. That yeah, well, it's definitely different. What's definitely looking different? For, looking for the biggest number here. <laughs> Uh, Richie James, two touchdowns in KC to win is plus 8,500. Ronnie Bell, two touchdowns in San Francisco to win is plus 9,800. That feels low, quite frankly. Um, does, does Richie James have two career touchdowns? I would venture to guess he does without looking it up. Nothing else is going to be close. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, two and San Francisco, Oh, okay. Elijah Mitchell, two touchdowns in San Francisco, minus one and a half is eighty four hundred. That's, I mean, something would have to happen to McCaffrey. I mean, I know Mitchell scored uh, the the touchdown to put him up ten, the the de facto game winner uh, from the NFC title game. But I I can't see a world where he gets two there. Checking out Richie James' career stats. 
checking them out. Let's see. Been in the NFL since 2018. Oh, Richie James. Dude, come on. Oh, he played put for some, the did he play for the Giants? Put some put some goddamn respect on Richie James' name. Uh 57 catches and four touchdowns last year for the Giants. Yeah, all right. Okay. Right. My apologies to, to Richie James and all of his fans. <laughs> and also, it's funny, like prior prior to that year in San, <laughs> in New York, he his yards per catch had never been lower than 14.4. And at one point it was 27.5. And Ooh. uh and 17.1. That 27.5 is on six catches. Well, so, hey. <laughs> uh, the drop, when they actually used him, it dropped to 10 yards a catch. Mm, yeah, that's not, not exactly what you're looking for. Less of a game breaker for my guy RJ here. More of a possession receiver. Sure. More of a mediocre wide receiver. More of a somebody has <laughs> to catch the ball, Travis Fulgham esque wide receiver. Oh, man. I you remember. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, you. I think you were going to say what I was going to say. I definitely wasn't. <laughs> I was going to say, do you remember the Travis, Travis Fulgham uh, two games? It was the, glorious. The, be- the best receiver in football for two random games. I was going to say, do you remember when uh, Cleveland spent the year just forcing the ball to trail prior and the world decided he was good? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I remember that fondly. Didn't work out anywhere after that. No, no, but we'll always have that one year. We'll always have that one year, Terrell. <laughs> we'll always have that one year. I liked him more as a quarterback, but what are you going to do? <sighs> well, you hyped I mean, for the Sixers game tonight. <laughs> I forgot they were even playing. Uh, I forget what night. Was it last night they played late or two nights ago? No, it was, it was last night. Last night I went to bed at 9.15. I, yeah, it, Georgia Tech beats UNC. College basketball, baby. Literally, this is the se- this is one of those seasons where any single night, any team can get it. Like any team can lose. There's no dominant force. The bracket when it comes out is going to be a near impossibility to predict. Like well, I don't just I like don't, every other year, but yeah, right. But I mean, like there are certain years where like you have a general idea of who could potentially be in the final four, and yeah, you'll have your your upsets and you'll have some certain things, but it all kind of always shakes out in the wash. This feels, this feels even more wide open than, than it usually is. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. There's no, no dominant team other than, you know, Villanova. Yes, obviously. And the, did you see how bad they beat Marquette tonight? I heard they, they covered the three and a half. <laughs> Crushed them. TJ Bomba era of Villanova basketball. All right. I don't want to talk about sports when it comes to Villanova. <laughs> that's the topic that's of fine. conversation at this point. That's fine. So that's going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Orwardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you back here next week.